In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Wet Anchor Podcast. It's been quite a while since my last episode. And this episode is titled The Patient Father to the Prodigal Son. This is a famous story that is mostly told from the side of the son, the prodigal son. Many a times we speak about the thing that he did taking his fortune or his inheritance and going and using it and becoming broke and coming back home. However, there is another player in this story, which is the father, the father that waited for a son to come back, the father that waited for a young man to come back home, a father that remained hopeful that one day his son was going to come back home. Before we dwell again into that story, for the focus of this episode is on the father. We will deal with this matter in two episodes. The first part will look at what does the word of God say about parenting. And the second part will look at the story of the prodigal son and the other stories of other parents in the Bible. We're going to learn lessons. We're going to encourage one another. We're going to give comfort to one another. We're going to speak about the challenges that parents face as they raise their children, their young ones. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 54 verse 13, all your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. This is a very powerful verse of scripture that tells us that God is interested in our children, that God is a part of us raising our children. He is not a spectator that is looking at us and judging us whether we are doing a good job. These days, you'll find People talking about a parent, that this parent has failed in doing their jobs, that this child is a mess because of the parents, that these parents are not good parents simply because they look at the behavior of a child. However, here we are told that these children will be taught by the Lord, our children, your children. God is the first teacher of our children. It is because God knows their innermost being. It is God that knows the thoughts of your child. He knows when the child is thinking of going to steal something. He already knows that. He knows when the child is worried about something or the child is thinking even about committing suicide. He knows the thought of a child if they are thinking about the challenges they're facing, perhaps they failed here and there, even when they are busy planning their next mistake or wrongdoing. God knows these things. And the word of God says he is the one that will teach our children. God knows all their thoughts and their actions. God sees what they do, even the things that we do not know. I look back, growing up, there's a whole lot of things that my parents don't know that I have done in my lifetime. And those are unnecessary things to talk about now. We've grown up in all of those things, but God knows these things. And the Bible tells us that God has good plans for us, including our children. 
So even when they go and make a mistake, God's plan is still good for our children. Of course, some children will reject God. Some children will refuse the counsel of God. But the Bible says to us, God will teach our children in as much as we will do, but God is also part of raising our children. Now, when we think about the prodigal son, the Bible tells us that God is the one that would have taught that son whatever God teaches them. Because God speaks to the spirit man. God would have taught that young man some things. We don't know what changed in his mind. But all we know is that God is part and parcel of raising our children. The Bible also says in Proverbs 22 verse 6, Train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So in as much as God teaches our children, the Bible also puts up a responsibility upon the parent to say, teach the child, train them up in the way that they should go. When you have taught your child, that child will remember. We all can tell the things that our parents told us and taught us. And we still went and did those things which they told us not to do. And we look back and we're like, had I listened, perhaps I would not have been in that mess and this mess. The fact that we as children, when growing up, messed up, doesn't mean that our parents never trained us. The Bible says, train up a child. You do your part. God will teach them. You train them as well in the way that they should go. When they are old, they will not depart from that way. They will remember. They will remember the verses of scripture you taught them. They will remember prayer. They will remember the principles of the word of God. They will remember all of the things that you taught them. The fact that your child has probably gone haywire, it doesn't mean that they don't even remember your teachings. Proverbs 29 verse 17 says, Correct your son and he will give you rest. Yes, he will give delight to your soul. Correct your son. We do not just sit there and allow our children to do things that are wrong without correcting them. However, correcting your child, it doesn't mean that you're going to live their lives for them. You are going to do your part of correcting them, telling them what is right and what is wrong. Colossians chapter 3 verse 21 also says, Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Don't provoke them. As parents, yes, we do make mistakes as well in parenting. As parents, sometimes we do overreact. Sometimes the children may be telling the truth and we not even believe them. And they will feel angry because we don't believe what they're saying or they actually pleading innocence in a situation and we don't take it. The Bible says don't provoke your children lest they become discouraged. When they are discouraged, they won't see a way out when they get into trouble. So your responsibility and mine as a parent is to teach them the word of God about life principles, about responsibilities. Our responsibility is to train them practically this is how we do things. This is life. When you face this situation, this is what you ought to do. We correct them. We tell them. We discipline them. It is our job and it is loving them when we're doing that. We discipline our children. We tell them where they are wrong. Yes, we do punish them as well. That is our responsibility as parents. These are the things that we ought to do. They are non-negotiables. You would think that perhaps the father of the prodigal son didn't teach their child. They did. Jewish children were taught. The Bible says in the book of Joshua, teach them these things. To Moses, he said, teach them these things. 
When the children ask about Passover, you'll sit them down and teach them this is what happened when Israel left Egypt. When God delivered Israel out of Egypt and when they crossed the Red Sea, when they went into the wilderness, teach them these things. Teach them how God ensured that they were saved from the spirit of death that killed the firstborn of the Egyptians. How they used the blood of the lamb or the animal that they had killed and put it on the doorposts so that the spirit of death, the angel of death, when it passes, it will see the blood and it will pass by. Teach your children. Don't just eat the Passover. Share. Tell them the story of the great deliverance of the people of God. So you have a responsibility to teach your children. Tell them about God. Tell them what is right and what is wrong. It is our responsibility. However, also children have responsibility as well. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1 to 3. I grew up a Jehovah's Witness and this is one scripture that my father never failed to teach us. Every time we did something wrong, this is the scripture of choice that my father used. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. I know that deep down in my heart, I had this thing that, you know what? To live long, you have to honor your mother and your father. And that for me, in as much as at times it was used as it's not necessarily punishment, but when we had done something wrong, we had to sit down to the scripture. We had to read the scripture aloud. We had to repeat the scripture so that it would actually be established in our hearts and mind that we must always remember that we've got to honor them. It doesn't necessarily mean that you will not make mistakes as a child. But that you'll honor your parents, that you'll do right by your parents, that you'll obey them. If you're a child, you'll obey them until your next mistake. However, when you honor your, your father and your mother, you'll respect them even if you've made your own mistakes in life. Now, that is the children's responsibility. They have to do these things. Proverbs 1 verse 8 to 9 says, My son, hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother. For they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Some children do obey, but no child is perfect. Not a single one. Even that child that they say, this one does all things right. However, there are certain things that they will do wrong. It may not be a big issue as some of the children mess up in life. But however, no child is perfect. I always say that I'm not raising angels. My children are human beings like me. I made mistakes growing up. They also make mistakes of their own. However, in as much as they disobey, it is written in the word of God that they shouldn't. You'll teach them, they'll disobey. Sometimes they'll disobey all the rules, but you teach them and continuously instruct them and even meet out punishment for disobedience. That is the responsibility of a parent. Of course, we have wayward parents that are not bothered by whatever their children are doing. That is an exception to the rule. Parenting is not an easy thing. I always say it doesn't come with a manual. There's a book that I've written. It's titled Confessions of a Parent. This is a book that I wrote at a time when I was raising teenagers, at a time when I had to stand up and speak the word of God and confess the word of God against the tide of teenagers disobeying left right and center 
And I had to stand there and say, in as much as I see this in front of me, I'm not going to confess that for my children. I have got to stand up and speak the positive words concerning them. Discipline, yes. And then you confess what is right. Now, there's also verses that speak about the relationship between the child and the parent or how a parent would feel about their children. That John chapter 1 verse 4 says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. These scriptures, I'm just looking at what does the word of God say concerning us as parents, concerning our children and how we relate to them. John said, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. It is the joy of every parent to see their children doing what is right. That is if the parent is normal in their head. So if you have taught them how to do certain things, you expect that they do. And if they do such things as you have taught them, there is joy in your heart that they walk in truth. If you have taught them to pray, it is joy to hear them pray. When you have taught them how to respect others, when you see them respecting, there is joy in that. Proverbs chapter 17 verse 6, it says, Children's children are the crown of old men and the glory of children is their father. So there is positive thoughts about children. Psalms 127 verse 3 to 5 says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Now, this is what the word of God is saying to us. They are a heritage from the Lord. How does something that is a heritage become a headache in your life? How does something that is a heritage bring so much pain and hurt in your heart? How then do you relate this word? Can you call your children a heritage when they have messed up so much and hurt you so much? I said they are never perfect. None of us were perfect. We've made our own mistakes. Now let us look at life from the point of view of the parent, of the father, the father of the prodigal son. The Bible has told us a whole lot of things. Did you teach him, Lord? Because your word says you'll teach our children. So when they have messed up and got in so much trouble, did you teach them, Lord? That is the question that we may ask ourselves. Who is teaching our children all of these things? Of course, they watch television, they, they meet with friends, they see other families, they see things happening all around. But the word of God says, God will teach them. Have you taught them, Father? We may ask ourselves this question. You have taught your children. You have held up your role as a parent. You have trained them. You have prayed with them. You have taken them to church, to fellowship. They've attended Sunday school. And society is looking at you and saying, this child is a pastor's kid. How can they behave like this? Some pastor's kids would actually hate church because of the judgment of the brethren. They would expect that the child of a pastor should be as um, well behaved as their father or their mother, who are the pastors or leaders of the church. Pastor's kids are judged harshly as if they are not children as well. Pastor's kids are not allowed to make mistakes because their mistakes become the mistakes of the parents. One of the painful things that I have experienced in my life is that the mistakes that I made as a young lady, the punishment was meted on my father. The church judged him harshly 
because of my own mistakes. Now, as a child, I didn't understand that. Now, growing up, it hurts even more to think that I made mistakes and my father had to take the punishment for it. He could have been far in church serving, but no, society and religion had to punish him. How do you look at the father or the mother of the child that has made mistakes? Yes, the parent wishes that their children would walk in truth. How do we deal with the parent? Do we, do we comfort the parent? Or do we start saying, what did you do wrong? Why didn't you do this and that? Didn't you know that this is happening with your child? Why did you allow your child to do this and that? I watched a video of a pastor sharing the word. He was actually rebuking parents and all the hypocrites in the church. He says that he has seen um, a, a daughter who gets pregnant in church and, and that daughter would be judged in church. When she comes to church, she'll be told to sit down. The, the mothers that are telling the daughter to sit down and do nothing in the house of God are the same mothers that when they get back home, they are saved by their daughters who are coming back from sleeping with their boyfriends. He said that mother would receive the money from the boyfriend or from the daughter that has received it from the boyfriend. But when they get to church, they forget that they left a daughter that is also misbehaving at home. In fact, the daughter that comes to church is there to receive counseling and guidance and teaching and prayer. But then they will be judged in church by the parents whose daughters are also doing the same thing, but they are not at church. They will be judged harshly. They will be told that you are a fornicator and all sorts of things. Worse when they've got a child. Sit down, you're a sinner. But then at home, the one that is a sinner in your own house makes tea for you and you're drinking it. And you are a parent that is judging another child so harshly. Where do we draw the line? Where do we draw the line as believers? At what point do you want to reconcile the brother and the sister that has sinned? We look at the parent and we say, they have not done good. Parents get depressed because of the actions of their children and the societal judgment on their parenting skills. The word of God tells us that our children are a heritage. A heritage is something that you'd enjoy, not something that should be bringing you tears and pain. Our children are a blessing from God. And when they have made mistakes, like the father of the prodigal son, we stand on the horizon waiting for them to come back. We're going to continue on this matter. When we go now look in the Bible, the kind of parents and the kind of children that were raised in the Bible, the human beings that started as babies made mistakes growing up. And perhaps maybe we can look at that parent that is crying themselves to sleep, not knowing where their child is. Perhaps we'll pray some more for that parent because that parent needs prayers too. Inasmuch as we want to cast the demon out of the child, we also need to pray for the parent who's worried about their child, who's thinking, has he slept well? Has she eaten? Is she okay where she is? We thank the Lord for the children he has blessed us with. We bless the Lord for trusting us with human beings to bring unto this earth and to raise up and to bring them before him and say, these are your children like Hannah when she had received her blessing. I pray that you'd be encouraged 
by these two episodes. As a parent to continue standing, standing up for your children. They are a heritage. They are a blessing. Till next time, Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the Word of God your anchor.